everyone. Welcome back to Unlocking the Light. I'm your host, Ray. But again, I'm actually your co-host because we have Caroline and Michaela back on with us today. Say hi. 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 <laughs> Thank y'all again for, and so actually uh, not doing the book study today, but we're doing the, well, we called it the sev- the 30-day uh, divine feminine challenge. Um, and we'll go over at the end if we want to make it a 75 day or whatever challenge, but right now we already did the first episode and now we're checking in for after the 30 days. So let me pull out our questions and we will just start from there. So the first one is what was your favorite part of the challenge? And I guess before we get into it, let's just read off what we had to do really quick. So, um, 30 day soft divine feminine challenge was meditation, journaling cycle syncing diet, where we ate based on our cycle, um, 45 minute workouts that also correlated to our cycle and three liters of water, read 20 pages a day and progress photos and, um, embodiment practice. So that was the terms. I also added in no alcohol or sugar, and I will update y'all on how I did that. But okay, so that's what we did. So what is, again, the question, first one, what was your favorite part of the challenge? Um, My favorite part, I mean, I just love a challenge in general. Um, and everything in this challenge are things that I really try to do daily, like journaling, meditating, um, being active and getting some kind of movement. Um, but it was new to, to me to um, do the whole cycle syncing and incorporate specific foods for certain times of your cycle. But that was interesting to learn. So I think that could have been my favorite part was learning about more about that about your cycle and your body outside of just the menstruation part, because a lot of people just focus on, Oh, I have my period and this is what it is, but there's so much else happening before and after that phase. Um, And just like the whole structure routine, checking off boxes, like I thrive (laughs) in that way. So, I mean, that, that was great for me. Um, but some days were not always great. I will say that. And we'll, you know, we'll touch upon that later on. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I, I'm, I'm definitely mm-hmm. looking forward to the rest of this conversation. So, uh, Michaela, <laughs> what was your favorite part about the challenge? Um, I think my favorite part was probably just like having you guys along the journey with me, because I feel like I struggle a lot more <laughs> by myself. I think I mentioned that previously, um, but in regards to like this challenge specifically, um, I really liked having a visual representation of what we were doing, even though it may not have been as ideal as I thought in regards mm-hmm. to my accountability, <laughs> but we'll get into that. Okay. But yeah, so I just liked the visual aspect, which wasn't a requirement, by the way. It's just easier to like track your progress as well as... What do you mean by visual aspect? What do you mean? The visual aspect, meaning 
like you're tracking it but there was no specific like instructions on how to track it like you could just have a calendar and put a check mark meaning like you did everything that day okay cool um, yeah whereas I had a visual um I'll pull it up here it's not complete because I like have different ones and I didn't fully complete the challenge but oh, nice. like I had uh downloaded this from Etsy and just used it edited it on my iPad and then like change. Uh, okay. So I like having the visuals there because it made it feel more fun and I get a little like dopamine <laughs> rush mm-hmm. when I like check off boxes. Even like with my normal to-do list, I make sure I have a list because checking it off makes me feel good about myself. Yeah, Even if it's so simple. <laughs> did you have that too? I didn't have that paper or, or I didn't. I didn't I- have that but I kind of did my own thing. Like I had a notebook designated just for each day. So I wrote down the tasks that I completed and even the ones that I did and I wrote them down and, you know, I, you know, make notes cause I'm a dork and, <laughs> you know, if there was something on a day that felt good or something that I liked or something that went wrong or where can I improve? I kind of made notes throughout, but I just had a designated notebook specifically for the challenge. Cool. Yeah, so I did this. I probably should have shared it with you guys. I apologize about that. Um, I bought a template on Etsy because I didn't feel like making my own, although I probably could have in Canva or something um, and edited it to my liking. So I like if I sent it to you guys, like technically it would have been copywriting, even though like I edited it to my Mm -hmm. um, thing. And I like didn't want to take from the creators. um, You know what I mean? I mean, I could have sent it for you guys to buy it, but then like I already edited it. So I was like, ah, but with my ADHD, like visuals are so important for me. And then this is another one. I'm sorry to the people listening on the podcast that aren't watching this visually, but it's just like a breakdown of the 75 days and like a big old list. So you have like a zoomed out version and then like the specific version by week where you do each individual day. And then again, like this is not complete. I was so bad, but like I started out really good Mm -hmm. um, having like the calendar version but yeah so that was like my favorite part even though I struggled with it a bit and the food sinking was probably my favorite just because Mm -hmm. I have been like interested in it for a while and I was excited to sort of learn more about it and I still am but now I'm kind of like because it's been a whole month and I've already gotten through my luteal phase twice or yeah, twice since the challenge. I'm like, oh, I can eat this and this. Like I remember some things. I still have the reference list, but it was nice to be able to be like, oh, I'm starting to like integrate it in my memory. Yeah, um, that is exciting. I like that part too. I loved the water because I'm a water fiend. Um, mm. That was nice because I always, usually I drink a lot of water, but like knowing I have the big water bottle, I wish I, it's in my backpack, but it's like, the 64 ounce or 54 ounce ones I just did like two of them a day and I was like that's my three liters nice yeah uh let's see what was my favorite part I feel like I really enjoyed the reading even though I didn't do that like as often but I did I noticed myself some days I would read 40 pages and then some days I wouldn't read at all so like it did help me. I, I noticed though, I'm juggling a lot of books right now. So it's like, I started a few and like, haven't finished them, but so I might in the next couple of weeks start to focus on a few books so I can get a few of them done. But there was that. Um, I liked the water part too, but we'll get into that a little bit later. 
And like, like I was telling y'all in the group chat is like a lot of these things just fit into my life better. I, mm-hmm. but I will admit this. I did not do a lot of the meditation. I did not Me do neither. that. I, I don't know why that didn't just like, that was the one that slipped my mind the most. But again, right now we're talking about what I enjoyed. So let's stick to that. We will go to the other one in a second. Let's just like, oh, and this, yeah, the diet again, I'm wanting to say what was hard for me. Let's go to, let's just, I did enjoy the diet part as well. I love learning about new foods and uh, making new meals. So that was exciting. Like basically looking at what I had and then I would go on Pinterest and like Google beef stir fry or something. And then I would try to find stuff with the most vegetables and like protein that had the most uh, overlap. So that's how I was doing that. Just going on Pinterest a lot to look for those recipes. So let's go to what, <laughs> what did you have the most trouble with? Oh, <laughs> I kind of already touched on mine. So I'll just like briefly circle back to it. The consistency that I was worried about from the first <laughs> interview we did, it was very real. Um, mm-hmm. I struggled a lot, but I'm not going to let that deter me from continuing nor am I going to say that I wasn't a success I've been wanting to like in the back of my mind just like girl you did not do this challenge what are you talking about like you just tried and failed and like no I have made some sustainable change like I really enjoy drinking the water every day I really enjoy doing this uh, the food tracking for a while I was doing really well with the or sorry the movement per day um because I had gotten life hack I don't know if I told you guys this or not but go on mind body look for local yoga studios and see if they have an introductory pass usually they have like 21 days of unlimited yoga for like 60 dollars which is a really good deal if you're like 20 dollars a class (laughs) um so I did that for my movement but those are things that went well so um again I'm jumping ahead but I think the hardest thing was just like checking off every single box Mm. because I would do like one, one day and then another one, another day, or I do my consistent ones. And then by the time I like remembered to do the others, it's like later at night. And I'm like, I gotta go to bed. I got work in the morning. Which is the ones that you had a harder time remembering. I had a really hard time with honestly the progress photos, because I didn't feel like it was long enough for me to do those. And I had a really hard time taking the initial photos and my mental health was like not really having it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I personally decided to take that out and consider it on a day when I felt a little bit better, but I just didn't continue it. So that was a personal opinion or Mm -hmm. personal choice. Um, The working out was really hard for me outside of the yoga because I would like schedule the yoga and hold myself accountable there because technically it was like free classes after paying the initial $60. So that was like tough in the sense of like, if I didn't have the yoga class, like I didn't want to work out or move my body. I shouldn't, mm. I feel like we should have rephrased it to movement instead of workout. Cause you can like mm. just go for a walk or mm-hmm. do some stretching, yeah. um, which I did tell myself that, especially during the menstrual phase. But I was a little bit lazy during the other phases. So 
<laughs> it's just hard working my nine to five job that's very mentally and physically draining. And again, like I'm not trying to make excuses, but it was difficult for me to integrate that. Okay. Um, I love the reading 20 pages per day. I feel like I was pretty good with that most of the time, but some days I'd like forget meditating. I only remembered when I would go to yoga okay. because the uh, Shavasana is when okay. you like lay on your back life hack doing those both <laughs> killing yeah. two birds with one stone yeah but yeah I think the journaling was like hit or miss some days I think I, I struggled more than I did actually doing it um on the days that I was having a really hard time I would just like have myself sit down for literally two minutes and be like just one sentence of what's on your brain even if it's I sucked at journaling today, but here I am doing it now. Good night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I didn't say it like that, but just like, I don't have the energy or space for this right now, but I'm at least showing up today. And if I didn't on some days, that was fine. Uh, that was a very long winded answer to summarize. I had more struggles <laughs> than success, but we still might go past the 30 days. So I'm hoping I can keep going. And this is about sustainable change, not being perfect. So I'm trying yeah. to like remind myself of that. And I still like did implement more healthy habits. Um, so I'm choosing to give myself grace as we've talked about a lot and move forward and appreciate what I have done instead of what I haven't done. Mm. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. Thank you, Michaela. You're, I can see your face. <laughs> what we talked about this on the last podcast you don't apologize for talking so why did i say you're... sorry you did ah. <laughs> uh, i didn't mean to i'm sorry for apologizing <laughs> oh my goodness it's okay. well it's a work in progress okay yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> uh caroline what was what did you struggle with off the top of my head i definitely struggled with trying new forms of movement. I'm so used to strength training consistently three times a week. So I did a lot of walking, a lot of stretching. Um, I think I said it in the first episode, we did, talked about the challenge that I am not a yoga girl. <laughs> um, I've tried it multiple times and just, it's not for me. So as much as I want it to be for me, it's not yet maybe one day I'll get there. So just a lot of walking, a lot of stretching. I still stuck with my strength training. So that was most, most of the movement that I, I've done. And then I've noticed too, that not that I get lazy with food, but because I meal prep usually, but sometimes I've noticed that if I'm having like a busy, stressful day at work, or just in life in general with other things going on, I tend to not have an appetite. Mm. So then I'm like, mm, well, I'm, I'm not hungry. I don't want to eat, but I'm like, but you have to eat, you know? So it's kind of like that struggle with like, you have to eat cause you know, you should eat, but you don't feel hungry. And then you're kind of like, oh, but I just want to eat something quick just to get it over with. So you're, then I get lazy and I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to go grab what I made, I'm just going to eat something quick or snack or something. So I kind of got a little lazy with the food and just like looking for something quick instead of, you know, following through with my meal plan and picking things that I've already had made just because just my appetite was lacking. 
I've struggled with that too, with like the meal prepping and then being like, I don't feel like eating this, which is so mm -hmm. annoying because you're like, I'm wasting money and time. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah. I get it though. Like you have to be in the mood or you get bored. Or like you make day. one meal for like four meals and you're like, oh, I got to have this again. And you're just like, you get bored. I get bored with it. Yeah. Um, I hear you. Yeah. So I think it would, it's definitely a good idea to like what Ray was doing, like research different recipes or maybe different foods and try new things. Obviously, if you have the time for it and you know, you're able to do it, but I tend to kind of just stick with what I know. So, <laughs> which is on me, you know? And then also like in the beginning, I was I'm very an all or nothing kind of person. So I'm like, we're going to check every box. We're going to go hard. We're going to do this. And then, you know, some days were really tough because you know, you work, you have a life, you have other things. The challenge kept me kind of distracted from certain things. So it was good that I could focus in on that. But also I was just like, if I didn't check the box, I was like, oh my God, we got to check this box. And then I think halfway through, and I guess have a group chat on the side of all of this, I kind of was able to like breathe and be like, you know what? It's okay. You're having a day. You don't have to check every box. And it just felt good and just having that reassurance from you guys too, to be like, if I had a bad day, that doesn't mean it's day one tomorrow again. You know, we don't have to start over. You just, mm -hmm. it's a new day, but like, so you had a bad day, you sit with it and you move on to the next day and you try to check off more boxes the next day. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not all the boxes, just check off more or try to anyway. So yeah, that was a little, little hard for me. <laughs> But halfway yeah. through, I was able to to get it together. I think, sorry, Ray, I know we've been kind of talking over you. That never happens. That's okay. <laughs> um, I had thought about, if you guys have been following um, the Mountain is You book that we've been reading, there's one section where she talks about, I believe it's chapter three, so we haven't gotten there yet in the podcast, but she talks about small changes in order to have like sustainable change but I think while some may think it's like just justification for laziness I don't agree with that I think it's just not giving up on yourself for having done something like having something is better than nothing um, but basically the small incremental changes over time lead to lasting change versus like trying to do all of this at once like we're doing what we can and some days like we check all the boxes so I don't know if anyone here has done like every single day every perfect I don't think we have which is okay mm -hmm. <laughs> but basically I think it's almost in a weird way better in the long run because you're not burning yourself out or feeling like you have to do everything and be perfect otherwise it's not valid um Cause then it just deters you more or like Ray was saying before that, like, which really shook me as well. The whole, some people do things for six months and then they just like fall off the wagon. So I think a part of that is just having the small changes and implementing them slowly over time. For example, like with meditation, we said 10 minutes a day, but if you start with like two minutes and then you do like two minutes the first week, then you do five minutes the second week, then you do seven, like that, I think is what 
the book was talking about with sustainable change because if you just shock the system by doing one thing or all of these things which is so much to ask of us um not to say that it's it's called a challenge for a reason like it's difficult yeah and I think it could be sustainable but I personally know that the smaller steps is what's going to make the biggest impact for me yeah and everyone's different some people thrive in like the go hard or not at all kind of mindset but yeah but I, I'm not targeting you Caroline I feel like you that's fine me. you could target me <laughs> I'm not because like we all struggled in this challenge um and I think you could probably agree that like some of the things that I mean I don't know I actually I'm curious open the floor up what are your guys' thoughts on the incremental changes versus like the whole challenge being like perfection well I want to I want to get back to that because I'm going to write that down because I'm going to I'm going to answer what was hard for me but I do want to I want to go back to that okay Okay. because I think I think that's what's I I almost wanted that to be the core of this episode before talking to y'all so I'm really glad that you're bringing that up because Mm -hmm. because I'm I'm curious on y'all's thoughts on that too so yeah I feel like the easiest part for me even though I didn't do it every day was the working out the harder part of that was because I'm following like a, I was doing something called Meltdown 100. I've been, I was doing that before we started the challenge that has a lot of cardio involved and like strength training. It's like alternate day kind of things for a hundred days. So when I was going to do um, cardio, then arms, then it's like abs and then it's uh, full body, then it's rest, then it's our, um, stretching, then it's cardio again, then it's legs, then it's, and so this program doesn't really go with that other program. So Mm -hmm. I've had to like adjust and like skip certain things or fast forward to certain things and then incorporate other things on different weeks. So Mm -hmm. in a way it was a little bit more inconvenient, quote unquote, inconvenient for my workouts, but also I feel like it was also brings in a little bit more intention when it comes to working out instead of also allowing uh, workouts to be on autopilot and commanding things for my body that may not be where my body is at that week, which is like kind of annoying. Cause I love just looking at something. I want it to tell me what to do. I want to do that thing. And then I want to move on with my life. This mm-hmm. I had to like, I think there was more planning involved, which I didn't know if I really liked that, but I saw the value in it, you know, it wasn't convenient, but I, I see value in it. I also did not do the gallon of water every day. I enjoyed drinking the water. I'm not saying I did not drink a gallon of water every day, but I ended up just doing the 60 um, from my container that I bought, my glass water bottle, mm-hmm. because I started getting headaches. I don't know if y'all got headaches from your drinking a gallon of water a day, but, or, um, you know, a hundred ounces, whatever. Three um, liters, I think it was. Yeah. So which I, is basically I, like 90 something. Ounces. Yeah. So I was getting headaches every day mm-hmm. from that. Like I was, which means you probably needed to replenish electrolytes or some kind of, which I yeah, did. From drinking. And then my sodium tablets went somewhere. Someone threw them away. I think I was going to uh, say yeah. sprinkle a little salt in your water before you go to bed at night. Yeah. And so, yeah. but, but my insult, <laughs> but in my head, I was like, I kind of didn't want to do that. You know, if drinking so much water is making me cause headaches, maybe it's too much water for my body. So I ended up just kind of taking that out and doing it the half a gallon for sure. And then I probably hit a gallon maybe, but I also drink, I have to think about this too, which I don't mm-hmm. know how this goes into it, but I drink like 42 ounces of coffee in the morning. It doesn't sound like what Mm -hmm. it sounds like. Um, It's like six cups in the coffee pot, but 
only like one scoop of caffeinated coffee and the other two are decaf. So it's very weak coffee, but Mm -hmm. it's a lot of liquid. So I wonder if that had like, you know, that comes out as well. And I loved reading the 20 pages. I did not always do that. But at the same time, I think I was harder on myself, kind of like what Caroline said in the first two weeks, but then I kind of just released and realized I was reading a lot more this month. I was drinking a lot more water. I was working out more, like all of I was doing more of that regardless of not being perfect at the challenge, which I think there's just so much value in that, you know? So, uh, going back to what Michaela was saying about the going hard mentality, um, in my opinion, um, I don't think, I don't, you know, the interesting thing about challenges, most of them are to try to get you out of a funk. I don't think they're Mm -hmm. there to create sustainable change, but I think because we, it sounds like for the most part, we've enjoyed everything. We like everything on the list. I think it's worth trying to make more sustainable change and not make it so much of a challenge. It's actually feels more of like a lifestyle thing. So to work towards more sustainability. So yeah, what are y'all's, did it, did it feel sustainable? I was just going to say before the thought leaves my mind, I don't want to resent any of these things. And I think if I'm like pushing myself too much on days when I don't feel like I can do it, or if it's like 1030 at night and I'm like, I need to go to bed. I can't read these 20 pages. Um, which can sound like an excuse so I totally get like some people who would be like then you're not actually doing the challenge Um, but my intention wasn't to be perfect so Mm -hmm. when I set my expectations too high then I I like these things I don't want to like remember me struggling to do them um, because I felt like I had to just to get the numbers or the boxes checked off versus like wanting to do them for my health and well-being which you can do them for your health and well-being by doing them every day through the challenge but my brain works in a way where I start to like get annoyed and frustrated um which that happens with challenges so I don't know I keep defending myself saying like I'm not trying to make excuses and I know a lot of people would say that's an excuse and it kind of is but also like it's just not my decision at the time um because in the past when I've done that like I just stopped doing it completely so well, I, I, want, yeah, I, have, I have two points. I have two really interesting points. Oh, well, I don't know. That's really kind of, uh, what was I about? To, I don't know. You shouldn't call your own <laughs> thoughts interesting. That's a little weird, but anyways, <laughs> if y'all find them interesting, that's cool. But what I want to note, Michaela is like, in a way though, has anyone told you that what you're totally. saying? Yeah. Like you, you, you kind of keep saying, you keep saying that, mm, oh, that's, call an, out. Oh. That's, a, that's an excuse. That's an excuse. But like, have, have we told you that? Or has anybody told you that directly about the challenge? Remember before how I said, there's no such thing as try, you either do it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where that's coming from. <laughs> so someone has um, told you something like that before. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My, okay. I, I hope he's, he's probably listening to this because he's very um, supportive. But it's okay. Um, you don't have to are. say their names. Yeah. We, <laughs> no, I know. Okay. I, I'm not going to say his name, but mm-hmm. um, just like a loving, supportive family member of mine just would like say like, there's no such thing as try you either do it or you don't, which he's not wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it can be a very positive thing. But I think growing up, I took that as like, I'm lazy. 
because of he never was called lazy directly um there was no like I think it was more of a subconscious interpretation of laziness uh especially having undiagnosed ADHD and I talk about that a lot because I'm really passionate about it so I think that was coming from it's it's a little more complicated because of the fact that this person wasn't fully present in my life like they were when they could be but there were a lot of moments where they weren't so it was sort of like one of those things where I want you to value me if that makes sense and because I'm not like meeting those expectations then maybe I'm not like as valued and that's not fact necessarily it's just Mm -hmm a young version of me's per- perception of a person much older than me and I look up to's values. So I think it just kind of shifted over time and it like was ingrained a little bit. So what I wanted to point out with that is like, because because like as you were talking and, and as you were talking, it was almost like you were being cognizant of people that were listening and were going to judge you <laughs> for being lazy and making yeah. excuses. It's, it's almost like you were, it's almost like you were talking to someone that was not here presently with us saying, you know what I'm saying? Actually, um, I think I'm also talking to myself though. Like I'm pretty mm-hmm. mean to myself. And that's what I want to point yeah. out. The internal tape that could mm-hmm. also be- causing that judgment. And when we feel judged, that's what actually delays our progress. It delays and it, and it takes away from the progress that you did make because Mm -hmm. our brain will naturally focus when we have that tape going, it's focusing more on what we didn't do rather than what we did. So I just really, I like, I, I always appreciate your sharing. And I think it's a good moment for us to look at as just like collectively, because I know we're all doing that in certain ways. It's just like, it was so interesting. Like, I know you could probably say this is an excuse. And I'm like, me and Caroline are just sitting here like, girl, we went along this challenge with you. We understand like, like, you know, like who you talking to. Yeah. I think it really is just like that internal dialogue of like self-judgment because I, again, like from the beginning of the challenge, I said, I struggle with consistency not only with this challenge, but literally my entire life. Um, so it's, it hits hard for me. And it could be wanna... that. But I also think, bro, I also think to, to highlight the fact that you are very self-aware of that. And I think that yeah. is, mm-hmm. is a great thing too, is that you are aware of it. So that's like the hardest part is to even just recognize that and just admit that, you know? That's true. And think yeah. about how defeating that is. If that is your internal dialogue around certain goals and stuff, and if we weren't here to do it with you, how many times is that like deflating your passion around something when you're mm-hmm. calling yourself lazy because you didn't do X, Y, and Z in the way that you thought. And when you don't have a group of people around you saying, what are you talking about, girl? Like, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> Good job for drinking your water today. Cause I'm gonna have a alcoholic beverage. All right. Like that's the day <laughs> I had, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. and, you know, but like when you don't have a community of people that are understanding what you're doing, then, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, from the outsider's perspective, they can say that, but from people that are also doing it along with you, we know what that process looks like too. Um, mm-hmm. But, and also I, I think it's just a good moment to, to see how, like, I think we may have had more progress because we did this together and we knew we were going to check I in with so. each other and yeah. we had yeah. other people that we were also planning on, uh, encouraging on days where they, we knew they weren't going to have a good day. 
you know, um, because we all have that tape going through at some part, some way you're calling Mm -hmm. yourself lazy in certain moments. And Caroline's OCD about like getting everything checked off in a certain way, because I mean, I don't know, like I think Caroline, yours comes through more of like an anger at yourself. Maybe what is yours manifest as if you don't get it all checked off? Definitely more so like that perfectionist being a fail, fear of failing. Um, and like circling back to how you said, like people normally do a challenge when they're in a funk. I do challenges when things around me seem to be a little bit chaotic. So instead of, you know, addressing how those things might make me feel or addressing those situations head on, I tend Mm -hmm. to internalize and it's, I focus on a challenge because it's, I can control it and Mm -hmm. I can control myself. So that's where that stands from. (laughs) That shit real. I'm telling you, Mm -hmm. like, this is where eating disorders come from. Exactly. I mean, mean, at least that's where it always manifests. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are, are about control. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so interesting because my, like, struggle with food was like actually more of a lack of control feeling in terms of like I'm just gonna like keep going sort of thing versus Mm -hmm. like restrictive but that's usually an emotional void that I'm trying to fill (laughs) that sounds so Mm -hmm. dark but like my needs aren't being met in other areas so that's like where that comes from and I had a second because I said I said that I had two interesting thoughts I think I only told y'all one of them one of them oh, no. it's <laughs> Maybe okay. it'll come back to you it might come back to me have y'all experienced any positive changes over the last 30 days that you can note yeah I think that I just overall have become more in tune with myself and my body mm-hmm. um I'm more aware of certain phase symptoms or moods or you know certain things that maybe I wasn't paying attention to before um which I think is important and I'm also for some reason like through doing this for 30 days, especially I'm, if like someone or something is just not for me, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm okay. I said, I have this going on. I have this going on. I'm doing this challenge, like bigger and better things. Like I can't, you know, no more dead weight, no more boundaries, bad energy, <laughs> energy vampires. Like, it's just crazy how things kind of just fall into place and make you focus and realign and Wow. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Glad that that's working out for you that way. I hope it continues if we do. So do I. So do I. I think it will. (laughs) Michaela, what about you? Any positive changes in the last 30 days? Yeah. Um, Kind of what I already talked about, just like feeling like that sustainability kicking in, even if it's just like one of the things. Mm. I think the food thinking has been the most impactful in regards to, I feel like I'm talking quiet in regards to, um, okay. So I don't remember, I think I mentioned this before how I was pretty much vegan for at least like a year and a half, two years. And I made the conscious decision to just try adding more, um, animal protein back into my diet to see if it makes me feel better. And I can't say for sure whether or not it has, but what I will say is I feel much more satiated by adding more animal products back in and I don't binge as much. And I think also like, it's so hard to tell because of all the different things we're doing. Mm -hmm. It could just be like 
having the specific foods for that phase. It could be getting like iron from meat that I wasn't getting before or B12, although that's a little bit of a myth in regards to animal protein and B12, just because it's B12 is actually in the soil and the food, like the grass and like things that animals would like graze on it's not really there anymore because our soils are depleted. So we all kind of have to supplement anyways, Mm -hmm. um, vegan or not. But I guess what I'm getting at is I sort of have embraced. So I don't know if I mentioned this before. I think I mentioned it to you guys, but I've actually lost a couple pounds and I haven't Mm -hmm. done any of the exercising really. And I think it has to do with eating less I hate the word calories, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, not because of an eating disorder, but because I know so many people struggle with calories um, and eating disorders, yeah. not me personally in that sense, but I was never a calorie counter, but naturally increasing your protein intake has, I mean, it may have calories from fat, but I was reducing the amount of plant proteins that had a higher fat or I, I gotta be careful talking about this because fat is not bad neither are carbs that's a whole big thing about this but challenge. uh vegan protein is usually more carb heavy in a lot of ways yeah well vegan protein is more carb heavy and vegan protein is tends to be more processed yeah mm-hmm. not always yeah. um there are plenty of vegans out there who can su- successfully cycle sync like I am this was a personal choice. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see how my body would react. And honestly, like I've had a lot more food freedom around it. I was talking to my boyfriend about the fact that like, I'm so excited that I can like go to a restaurant with you or like be home and like try your cooking. <laughs> like yeah. I'm not afraid to eat the steak that you cooked because mm-hmm. I'm like, this is going on a little bit of a tangent, but it's still related. Just the, I don't know. It, it really, a very, um, complex topic for me and I have almost like an internal struggle between balancing what's healthy what's not there are a million definitions of what is and what isn't healthy out there like in the spiritual community there's lots of like alkaline vegan which that's a good thing but some people just need the protein or need meat so I think Mm -hmm. every individual has their own um, needs but like I guess oh my gosh I'm getting on more of a tangent I don't know it's okay it's so hard to explain well but, but you're I feel like you're talking about like food freedom like it, you just feel yeah. like you've been able to explore different foods with this and mm-hmm. like and you're and you're struggling with some guilt around it but you also feel like you are expanding you're like became, being more free with your food and like it seems to be having some benefits to that yeah and I think that's yeah. great. I'm like, eat that steak, girl. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> what I wanted to touch on, because I'm hoping, who knows, but maybe some listeners out there resonate with this. The spiritual community tends to say that like food is energy. And mm-hmm. when we- well, low vibrational, some foods are low, low vibrational some, and yeah. block, the, block the flow. And mm-hmm. yeah. And meat is one of those things because- Meat, it's just, dairy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, that's where like the internal conflict for a while was for me. Like I also in the back of my head, a lot of people, this is a very controversial man. I don't know if you guys have heard of the medical medium, Anthony Williams. 
He has a lot of interesting information and I've done some of his protocols and I do feel good. However, I just don't think it's a very healthy long-term. Oh, this is, see, I don't like talking about this because there are lots of people. Well, actually let's, well, we can actually do that. Like, I think that's a really good topic though, Michaela. And I feel like this could be a whole, again, a whole, a whole other episode. episode. I really do. I mean, I care about it. This could. A lot. I'm talking a lot because it is such a dense thing. And um, I and I, and I do well, agree with you on that. So like, we'll I have do to circle back because it's yeah, going to take I'm a while. Because <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down too because I like that topic. I like what we talked about before, so I'm gonna write that one down. And you know, spirituality in regards to food because I struggled with years. Or, I mean, four years around that. I was also vegan for a while and, mm-hmm. um, and just like, I mean, food has become a religion in a lot of ways for, I mean, I don't even care. I don't care if it's vegan. I don't care if it's keto. I think people get so obsessive about certain ideals around food. And mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, what you might be saying in regards to like the challenge is in a way you kind of have to let that go because like even myself, I was starting to like not wanting to do bean stuff as much. And sometimes that's on the list. So it's like, well, you know what? Let me try it. Like that's what's mm-hmm. part of this eating structure or like you can do this, this or this. And so just incorporating. And there's a lot of options that I feel like the PDF that we use, there's so many options there for you to pick your own protein. It's not as limited as most diets are. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes I maybe for women, like, like we are. And when it comes to our cycles, it, I don't like when you are on a specific diet, you don't get a lot of options. If you are vegan mm-hmm. or if you are keto or if you are low carb, whatever, or whatever they have out there. I think we internalize a lot of anxiety too, like absolutely. food anxiety. Absolutely. Um, a lot of these trends, like the science is mixed it's really hard to come up with one like absolute like yes this is 100 percent right and everyone should be doing this mm-hmm. because it's just not that simple the cycle thinking like women need carbs during certain parts of their cycle mm-hmm. so the keto yeah. it's not healthy long term for women and mm-hmm. i'm not saying that if you do keto that like see this is i'm not a nutritionist well, I personally don't my disclaimer long term for anybody <laughs> So I'm just, yeah. my opinion. Keto yeah. was designed for people with epilepsy and seizures. And that was like, just, that was where the science began. And it just turned into like intermittent fasting or, you know, and they're not bad things. You can experiment with them, but you need to like, just be aware that some of these things aren't meant to be for everyone or long-term. Yeah. And I feel like with the list too, and how many, like, I do feel like there was a good bit of options on there that, and in some ways you can also keep whatever diet you're on, you know, that's another thing too. So like, I think it gives people like the freedom to like, see if certain foods work with them better. If they don't want to practice a specific style of eating, it's, it's specific in its own way. But like, also if you have a certain diet, there's a lot of protein options. There's a lot of vegetable options. Um, Mm-hmm. And like, I was, I was surprised to see a, a diet that had, uh, potatoes on it. I was like, thank God I've been missing, yeah. you know, I love a sweet <laughs> potato. I like a regular potato, you know, like I'm excited. Like this is my week to have potatoes. And I went, I potatoed <laughs> out like y'all. I saw love me. potatoes. Yeah. So we yep. did that. 
So I guess the only other thing that, cause we don't have much time, we're kind of going over a little bit, but I guess the last thing that I wanted to say is like, if I could, if I could make any changes to what we've done, I would, I would think kind of like what you said, Michaela, in some respects that like, if I were to look at this list again, where I would say, okay, it says meditation. Maybe I'll start on day one, doing one minute, day two, doing two minutes, day three, doing until I built up to maybe 20 minutes. And maybe even though it sounds wimpy and I, and it, and it's okay, but like, maybe if I wanted to do one page, then two page until I built up to 20 pages or something. Or you could do like different increments too, whatever you yeah. feel comfortable with, like five, 10, 15, it could be 20, 40, 60, like whatever you need. And you're allowed to adjust. So there were nights where like, I did only read five pages, but what helped was having the book by the bed. Oh yeah. That new pers- that perspective is coming to me. Basically what I was going to say earlier is like, when we were talking about quote unquote excuses, I was going to ask as like offering a different perspective, has there ever been a time where you actually did resent reading the book or doing the workout or drinking the water? Has there ever been a time where you're like, oh, I really can't. I just so annoyed that I did that today. No. So mostly I feel like the annoyance and the burnout comes from the judgment of not doing it more than the action of doing it. So if on those days we could more train ourselves to do even like one page of reading and telling ourselves that that's great, um, you know, or doing what we can. And like we have done on this journey where we've just allowed ourselves to be okay with certain things not getting done that day, but doing it the next one. I agree. I've never... I've never regretted drinking that, that half gallon of water. I've never been like, gosh, that was so annoying. And I did those 15 minutes of yoga, you know, it's more of that feeling like you have to, but Mm -hmm. you know, if there's a way we can even just do a little bit, I think there's, there's some kind of pride in that, that I think that we get after like, yeah, I didn't do it all, but I did a little, and that's what I had today. You know, I like that. I don't I mean, that's all I gotta say about that. You know, it's just yeah. like, I, I really, I, um, I think I'd heard that somewhere this past week too. And it, and it does on the days where I feel like I just can't get it done or it's not going to happen. If I remember, and I can do that little bit, I just, it's so good, you know, and I don't regret it. So yeah. Do y'all have any like closing thoughts? I think have? what you had mentioned in the first interview episode was that this is not meant or this is meant to be a tool, not a weapon. And I think that sort of like resentment feeling weaponizes it. And I think we did a pretty good job of kind of being like, hey, this is just an experiment in a sort of way. It's go with the flow and we can talk about it and then go from there and modify it. Or Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, like it's more enjoyable this way versus like feeling like either I'm being lazy or it's like, a weapon, I guess. Like it's, there's no negative connotation to it versus like, if I were to be like, I have to do it perfectly like this every single day. Yeah. And I know we've talked about that multiple times, but that's, that's the gist. I think of this episode, sustainable change. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. No, of course. Caroline, anything you would like to say? It was a lot easier to do this in a group Mm -hmm. or with other people just because if you're having a tough day and you're hard on yourself and you guys, you know, we're interacting and communicating. And if like one of you was having a tough day too, it's like, okay, oh my God, it's not just me. 
I don't have to feel so bad. So it's, you can relate and it's relatable and you're not alone. Cause if I was doing this by myself, are you kidding me? Yeah. I would be so hard on myself and I would be just trying every day to just squeeze everything in the day, burning myself out, which we talked about already so much, but to do this with people and have that support really, really, really does make a huge difference. And that's the case with a lot of things in life to have support and do things with a group and just have people to lean on. Even if you're not comfortable doing that all the time, it, it really does help. So yeah. I think that is huge and so important for something like this. I agree. Yeah. Caroline, do you have the 28 app? I don't. I think you should get that in regards to, um, this is just kind of a closing thought for you um, to help with the challenge. If we, are we continuing it guys? I would like to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Let's keep okay. going. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Um, Ray and I, I believe have been using it, but it has, so like for days that you don't want to do yoga, that has like mm-hmm. other exercises during all of the phases, but I think you'd benefit from the menstrual side of the phase. Okay. Cool. Um, Thank and you. I'll free. check that out. They're like, they range from like 10 minutes to I think 45, but most of them are like 28 to 30 minutes long. So it's not okay. like the full Perfect. hour, but you could do two yeah. or, or one that's longer. Michaela always has the great recs, just so everyone she does. knows. We'll, go, we'll, we'll talk about it more maybe. And like, if y'all, like, if you want to explore it, you're listening to the podcast today and you want to explore it, it is a good app. I just got frustrated that it wouldn't let me change something on it. And I didn't know how, so I deleted it, but it was, I really enjoyed it. Um, so I do recommend it. But yeah, I've really enjoyed these 30 days. We will be in our group chat talking maybe about some modifications moving forward for the rest of the time. And like, maybe we can all modify our own based on like what we're doing, maybe on our cycle weeks and like based, you know, on all that, we'll chat about them in the, in the group chat. But, um, but yeah, I think we'll close out this episode for today. I'm always so grateful for Michaela and Caroline to have these conversations with us and explore these topics. We have more topics to explore here. Um, spiritual mm-hmm. Spirituality and eating and self-care and spending money seems to be something that we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about very soon. But, um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for being here. And if you haven't yet, please click the fifth star, leave a kind review and shoot this episode to a friend, family member, or follower on your social media pages, taking a screenshot and putting it in your story does help a lot. So again, thanks so much. And we'll talk to you later. Anybody want to say bye? <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Rise inside, my dear. Rise inside. Feel your heart beat next to mine. Let the light hit your eyes and your palms open wide to the universe saying hi.